All right, we have a special guest all the way from Montreal, Canada. You know, I was just on a show with Pete Shaw and Paul Tremblay. I assume you know them, fellow Canadians. Yeah, they're, all, they're all good guys, good friends. Good so time. you are in Montreal, CrossFit YUL, Mike DeBover. That's it. That's you. You said it right. <laughs> Usually people make a mistake when they pronounce my name or even the name of the gym because it's kind of weird. But uh, yeah, no, you did it right. <laughs> well, you gave me the heads up on the YUL. I was calling, I, whenever I see your pictures, I refer to it as UL. What's, what does the YUL stand for? So uh, it's the airport code of Montreal. So when, uh, when, we, uh, when I met Reebok in, back in 2011, they were just partnering with, with CrossFit. No, I had no clue what the deal was, but uh, when they offered uh, to open up uh, uh, YUL, I mean, um, they asked me and a buddy of mine, you know, the guy who was the head coach with me, um, to find a name. But in Quebec and Canada, so Canada has provinces, as you know, and uh, Quebec. I is, didn't. Don't don't assume I know anything about geography. I did not know that. There we go. So we have provinces, and uh, so where PT and uh, and uh, Pete and Reza are, so NCR is uh, Ontario. So it's in uh, it's in Ottawa. So it's not uh, it's not Quebec. So we are in another province. What's the What's the United States equivalent of a province? Oh boy! Is it a state oh is it just a state? It's, it's like, yeah, no, it's a state, yeah. And the size-wise, Quebec is massive, massive. Like, you could take a plane and then fly for four hours up north, and you're still in Quebec. That's how big it is until the, uh, like the North Pole. It's really, 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 really big. But so it's, it's more like a region than a state. You could call it like that if you see it, but uh, but uh, you know the, the province and state kind of uh, uh, you know like for the for the government is about the same. It's about the same. we have a prime minister, you know, in uh, in uh, in Quebec, and there's the prime minister of Canada. And uh, yeah, that's the dude that uh, he's got in some trouble recently. Um, what what's his name? Trudeau. Trudeau, yeah, Trudeau. He was uh, he was uh, he was telling you know, hey, we're not gonna stop any. Uh, exchange with the united states like trump was saying you know like okay <laughs> you know so canada is uh it's it's not an easy um it's a it's a big country with a small population compared to the united states yeah but you know canada is basically like we're all one in the same kind of like I, I know there's probably a lot of differences but canada united states very friendly right a lot yeah, of um we're brothers and, and sisters. Yeah, we're, we're the same. Okay, uh, we're the same. There's a few things, a few point of views that are different. And uh, you know, my family lives in the U.S. They live upstate New York. That's how I uh, I've met you know uh, Albany CrossFit at my beginning. Oh, is is that how you is that you know? So you and I have known each other. It must be going on ten years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and and we've interacted for many different ways and. You've, you were just one of those people, I don't know if you have people like this in your life or the listeners, that you're just like, you have like people that are like your friends, but you don't really know how you met them and you just see them every so often. And that was, that's kind of always been you in my life. That's it. I call, I call, these, these, I call you like a, a satellite friend, like a friend I know without knowing. So it's, yeah, my parents live, uh, they moved from Belgium uh, in 2006 to Woodstock. And, um, oh, really? Woodstock, New York? Woodstock, New York. It's beautiful over there. You know, it's like so, down the 87, you get out, uh, you get out of Socrates and uh, that's it. You, well, you really know the, I mean, that's where I grew up. But for those listening, you hear the word Woodstock and you're like, oh, that's where the concert went down. That's not true. That no. was where it was supposed to go down. But then it actually went down in a town called Bethel, New York. So little music information, little music trivia, it, if anyone's, you know, listening to that. So, because, you know, I was looking at all you know, doing a little bit of research. I don't do a ton of research for guests. I like to just kind of free, free flow and talk. But one, a couple of things about you are, yes, you, you own CrossFit YUL. I That's remember it. there was a time you were coming to Albany CrossFit. And then I, are you married now? I was, and, and unfortunately I'm separated and divorced, but you know. Oh, like, okay, well, I didn't want to bring this up, but now that up. you say that, I can't. Weren't, didn't you date a girl from the box for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so when my parents moved, I was in Belgium still, and uh, I couldn't stand, uh, you know, uh, not um, not traveling. So I would travel 
quite a bit. And then uh, I met this girl named Carissa, and she's a Carissa. That's it. Yeah, and so she loved. She met CrossFit through me, and I said, you know, the best box you need to go. She was at a uh, um, university in Albany, and so we were like, the best box you got to go. It's a uh, this uh, this Albany CrossFit has like uh, you know uh, racquetball courts and stuff. I'm like racquetball courts. I'm like yeah. Like you go down the stairs and it's they broke down the walls and shit. I'm like, what? And so uh, she went there. She met, uh, uh, it was Austin. Austin was uh, the white knight at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Wearing the uh, skins, the white skins in the 2010 games. And she started and now she uh, she joined uh, the army and she's in the army. She's uh, She works in the offices and stuff. She moved to California and uh, yeah, she's a good friend of mine. And you know, Are you guys still friendly? Oh yeah, very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's just it was tough, like you know, a long distance, you know. So uh, she went on her way, and I went on my way. But we what's, stayed good friends. What's the trick to staying friends with an ex? Uh, CrossFit. I've never done it. I've never done it. CrossFit is good. I mean, it, it's CrossFit. Like we, uh, you know, like instead of uh, arguing, you talk about CrossFit. Yeah. So what was your last friend time? And you win the argument if you beat the other one. Hey, <laughs> right, that that works. And you know, it's funny because. I couldn't, I was racking my brain. I couldn't think, think about her name. And then I was like, you know, it's, it's funny with CrossFit and I'm sure just with life in general, as you age, you have all these people like you, like Carissa, I was like, you know, who are just kind of like, where'd they go? And then as you say it and you hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I do remember yeah, she joined yeah. the military, uh, you know, and so it's, it's just really fascinating to kind of look back on. So I definitely wanted to talk to you about a few things. I mean, you own a box, you're one of the, few boxes these days that are still associated kind of like a Reebok CrossFit box. I know you are translating on the seminar yeah. staff. Um, you've, you've interned on the seminar staff. You've shaved your beard recently. Yeah. You're cancer survivor too, right? Am I right about that? Yeah, you are absolutely right about that. And it's, uh, it's, it, those are the cool little things that the little stories that I have with, uh, with CrossFit, you know, it was like in 2015, uh, I was really inspired to be on staff and then, you know, there was no, uh, no staff needed then. And so I had to wait and then, uh, you know, kind of, uh, went on my way with my affiliate that time and, uh, and then survived, uh, survived, uh, testicular cancer, um, met Rory McKernan at the 17.1 that we hosted in Montreal uh at well and uh found out that he had cancer as well so everything is kind of linked and i'm like what the hell is it's really a a small world in the on a you know big planet you know so uh it's a cool thing it's a very cool thing so so let's kind of dive into it from the top first of all you have a wonderful set of hair you have a beautiful hair you you have very thick that's something i've always (laughs) i've noticed about you it's got grayer since we've met Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, I am afraid to post pictures from before. You know, it's like I was, I was dark like you, and then now it's like it's, it's gray all over. You know, like approaching my cell. You know. So, so actually, let me let me start here. You got, you know, obviously, this is during the quarantine, during the you know great pandemic of 2020, if you will, and this will be posted within a few days. So it's very relevant. What's What's going on in Canada right now? You know, the United States, I would say 90% of boxes are shut down. What, what's, what's the general theme in Canada? Is it the same here? Is it the same as the United States? Yeah, yeah, we're completely, well, I mean, 90%. No, we are 100% closed. So uh, completely closed. And it's, it was on uh, March 15th. It was a Sunday. I saw uh, actually NCR closing, and I had seen uh, a, uh, a video from Ben Bergeron in Boston, and then uh, and then I saw Paris with uh, Daniel Chaffee from Cross with France. They're all closing at the same time, so I was like, okay, um, coming from Europe, living here, I can't just wait for our government in our province to just say so. It's too dangerous. I have a responsibility, and uh, at some point, you know, I can't just. Um, you know, I have to look up to, if I look up to people, I really have to follow them. And so when, when NCR closed, I really questioned me. And so I went and I closed the gym before the government said it. Uh, and then uh, they closed it, you know, a few hours after and forced everybody to close. 
So um, yeah, right now the, the struggle is really real, real. We have to really change our mindset on how we approach um, uh, coaching our members, uh, you know, what is motivation, redefine what motivation is to work out at home again. And uh, um, it, it, we, have to, we have to change our mindsets to just keep it positive because we have a role here. Like in, in the United States, every box owner probably has a role of, of uh, a leader with their team. I mean, I'm not the only leader in my gym. They're all my team is our leaders. And uh, we need to just keep people engaged. And uh, it's scary time, but we're all in this at the same time together. The government is trying to help us. Uh, it, it seems clear right now with the small businesses, what would they could do, but it's not, uh, a, you know, we, we got to wait a little more. We got to wait a little more to see what's going on, you know? So, um, it, 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 it's, a uh, it, you've got to, you've got to, you, you've got to focus on what's positive and it's the challenge right now, you know? So most of the boxes here in the States are going to these online courses or online classes and, you know, trying to stay in contact with their members. What are some of the things you're doing at YUL to, to stay afloat really? All right. So, um, you know, like all coaches are extremely motivated and there are, we're six coaches from all ages. We've got the youngest is uh, 25 or 24 and then the oldest is uh, 50 something. She, she's, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's uh, actually, she was fifth at the games in, um, in 2016. She was, she's Mira Singh and uh, she moved back to Quebec from uh, BC. Uh, so West, and uh, she is now one of uh, my coaches. It's been three years, I think. And so we all have different approaches on how we coach people. Uh, I've got, you know, Lyle, this guy who gives um, live classes, yoga and, you know, CrossFit-ish type of uh, class, live every day, 11. I've got uh, two coaches that are working out in their garage following the programming that we're doing. So they're showing people that, it's possible to do with a very minimum equipment. And then I've got, you know, uh, Mira, who's giving classes with stretching. What I'm doing is more the private stuff. So I, uh, I contact people uh, and FaceTime them and then just coach them one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and it's, it's been more than just the fitness. It's just also the mindset that you, could, you should get. You know, like some people, we, we assume trainers that people are excited to go online and then follow a class on Zoom and stuff. Cool. But what, all I'm hearing is gyms with 200 plus members with classes with only 18 people on it. I'm like, how is this possible? It means that a lot of people are, you know, probably um, not motivated or just afraid to get off the couch or there. You know, it's like those habits are not there anymore. And uh, uh, we can't think that they will do it on their own. So I contact people and uh, I coach online uh, privately and uh, for free. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it's relative, you know, free is a relative. We have members that are supporting us still We're very lucky to do that. And so, um, uh, you know, I, I coach them, I coach them, I coach uh, everybody that joins me and I give them, uh, classes. I mean, uh, online classes. Have, have you had pretty much everybody is doing, you know, it seems to me like across the States, it's been pretty supportive. You know, the members are staying supportive of the boxes. Have you found that to be the case for at least you guys? And do you know anything about the other boxes that are around you? Well, I was making coffee this morning to um, this podcast. I have a hard time to pronounce the name, but it's the one that Michelle Letambo is doing. Uh, and she was talking about her gym and how she is extremely busy and very challenged as well. So it looks like uh, members are supporting, like, you know, a, uh, we lost a lot of people, you know, paused membership and stuff. And just, it's not, it's not an easy thing business wise. We have to choose life over business right now. Um, and uh, it looks like, it looks like uh, CrossFitters around in Quebec are, are pretty supportive, you know? So, it, you know, I'm, I'm hoping so, but that's the feel that I have right now. So there's a lot of talk between um, gym owners in Quebec, lots of it, because being a province where, uh, our main language is French, uh, so we have French and English, but our main, main one is French. Uh, uh, box owners um, are looking for information, and uh, 
you know, or talking to their members that are uh, sometimes left in, you know, questioning on what's happening because because of French and and not understanding always understanding always English. You know, it's not a it's not the easiest. So, you know, we're a few, we're a few, uh, especially led uh, but you know, your colleague uh, Matt Black, um, who's uh, who's leading the pack there. He's, uh, you know, if you have questions, you reach to him and. Uh, he helps out, you know, you know, we're, we're trying to relate the, uh, the information HQ is giving. So, yeah, yeah. Is there, is there an anticipated date? I mean, right now in the United States, there's really no, you know, date. I think a lot of people are thinking end of April, maybe end of May. Well, what's, what's Canada looking like? So like I was telling you, we have two prime ministers. We have one for Canada and then we have one for the province and they work together. Uh, except <laughs> when you listen to one, the one from Canada, he's very uh, general. He's like the ones in Europe. They're saying a few months, and after the first big wave is going to hit us, uh, we're going to go back to some sort of uh, uh, a mimic of normality, you know, but without permitting everything. So schools might open, and you know, he didn't talk about small businesses like us, like gyms, for example. So I'm like, I'm afraid that it might be a no. Uh, he's talking for um, the end of the summer, so that's what he was saying. But then our prime minister in our province is talking early May, and uh, I would really love to know how he's planning on doing to do so. I mean, it's really, really. I don't see it coming. I mean, our supermarket, I don't know how it is in Colorado, but uh, our supermarkets, if you are from the same household, you can't come two people inside the supermarket. If uh, uh, you have got to be in line, you've got to be washing your hands when you go in. Now you're, we've been told that next week we're going to be forced to wear a mask to go in, which is fine. I mean, but like the, the measures mid-April, don't reflect what could happen early May. So, it, it, you know, like, I almost want to have this wave right away. Like, I mean, I, I almost want to get hit by that COVID-19 uh, virus and be like, okay, let's, let's get over it. I, you know, uh, again, it, it, it'd be stupid, but like, you know, let, let's let it come. You know, I'm, I'm eager to start back. There, you know, I think a lot of people are very much, you know, without getting too deep into it, Fern does this all the time, but it's, you know, there's definitely different trains of thought and part of me agrees with you. It's like, hey, it'd be nice to, you know, get it, let your body recover, etc. You know, but mm -hmm. then again, then you hear the stories of like, hey, this doesn't really care about health or age, yeah, you know, yeah. so, so there's that concern as well. Um, but let's take a step back and talk about kind of what you were mentioning earlier. It's like, Hey, people aren't that excited to work out and maybe it's because it's zoom or maybe it's because they're home. What are you doing? I can tell you from my end, every day is a different struggle, you know, for well, everything, much. you know, from, from training yeah. to being productive to, you know, just going, I haven't been outside yet. So what are some of the things you are doing? that are working and what are the, some of the things that you've been struggling with? So uh, with all these, so I'm a competitor. I like to compete, you know, like I'm, uh, I run the gym of course and I, but I, I still like uh, to say that, you know, I compete for fun and it's, uh, it's great. So, but now all these sanctionals are down. Uh, so the goals of training have changed. I'm like, hey, you don't train for a competition anymore. What do you train for? And so you train for life. And uh, I have to revisit what I'm saying all to, to all my members, revisit my goals. And so I wrote down um, what I wanted to really improve. And uh, not like my one rep max snatch. I don't care about those things anymore. Like, I mean, it's not really uh, something I want. But I'm, I'm trying to work on stuff that... What's, what's cool, let me rephrase this. What's cool about this whole uh, pandemic is that you need to focus on what you love doing as exercise. So I focus mainly on what I love doing because that what, it gets me going, gets me going. But to afford doing this, I, I set a rule to myself that if I do 80% of all the things I love in the gym or in my garage or in my living room, because you know it's more of a, an outdoor garage, um, if I do 80% of the things I love, 20% need to be stuff that I don't like so much. 
Like for example, working a bit more on my mobility, uh, uh, you know, uh, my core stuff. So I started challenges and I, I try to be as accountable as possible. And uh, the best way to, for me to be accountable is to announce to my members on our uh, Facebook group, hey guys, today I'm gonna do the seven minute core challenge. Uh, wanna join me? It's gonna be at 6 p.m. and then I do a live video and people just uh, join in and, uh, and uh, you know, do it with me, which is, which is a good thing. I, you know, I'm acting like one of my members. And uh, so I make a plan, you know, I keep a schedule. Today, we're Friday, people. You know, we have to remember that this is Friday. And what do I usually do on a Friday? Well, here's what I do. I, I coach in companies usually, so, uh, so I'm, not, I'm gonna be working out when I usually work out, when I'm used to, because that is going to keep me on schedule during my day, and that helps me. Because uh, if, you, if you don't plan it, it's tougher. It, it definitely is tougher. So, uh, um, you know, I keep I keep a schedule, and then I work on eighty percent what I love, and then twenty percent of what I don't love so much. It's a, uh, and I respect rest days more than ever. <laughs> you know, everything you're saying is great. If, if people are you know, kind of trying to find their own groove, because I think one of the misconceptions for members, if if they're members listening, it's like oh, they're coaches, they're box owners, you know, they're competitors. You know, you're you're pretty high level competitor, you know, and it's like, don't, don't think that we're not all going through this right now. You know, and I, and I, and, and I like what you said about that 80, 20, because that, that's what something I've always told people, like when I'm lacking motivation for working out, I do a workout I like, you know, and, yeah. and there's not, you know, I think the term like is, you know, relative, like no one likes doing thrusters, but, or toes to bar or burpees, but compared to other movements or heavier or lighter, you know, so better off finding something you enjoy that gets you moving. You know, this might not be the period of your life where you make the most progress in your fitness. It might be a period where you just kind of hang on, but at least moving is better than not. And I like some of the other things you said, find some accountability, you know, and that's, and if you're not currently going to your boxes classes, that's probably something you should consider, you know, and putting it in your calendar. Like I'm taking the six o'clock class or, you know, when Mike throws out that challenge, I'm going to hop in. We need accountability right now. We need to do things we enjoy. When, when you talk about rest days right now, I, I know for me, that's been a struggle. I'm just like, I'm sitting around most of the day, you know, I'm inside. The last thing I want to do is rest. Like moving actually makes me feel better. So what, what are you doing on your rest days? So yeah, that I was waiting for a question like this. Um, on my rest days, I will do other stuff such that I don't have time usually. So here's a few things that I like to do a lot. Like uh, currently, listen, I'm learning about my, uh, I'm studying my level three. So I spend more time reading stuff. You know, the, the material you can find on level three is either a video or, you know, articles. It's always more fun to listen to EC talk about nutrition on a video than to read an article about mobility that uh, K-Star may have written. And so now I read more, right? So I take the time to read more. Uh, that's one thing. Another thing is we're, you know, a lot of people have Netflix right now. And instead of watching a movie, I'm gonna, coming from Europe, I really love to watch documentaries and especially uh, about World War II because you know that really touched me and my family when I was back in Belgium. So I watch a lot of that and I, I, I do mobility stuff during that time. So I set myself to do a mobility den because when I have a, an active day, when I'm supposed to train, mobility is still there, but I prefer to squat heavy that day or I prefer to snatch with my dumbbell or run or you know like, and I'm going to do a 10-minute mobility here when the documentary is about an hour and a half. Well, you know, pigeon pose for 45 minutes is helping me. <laughs> you know? So, uh, and then the third thing that I do besides reading and mobility, and it's, it's uh, uh, cooking. Uh, cooking is great. You know, it's like a, I've been, uh, you know, as a trainer, I, I eat clean, but very simple. You know, I'll grab the steak, I'll cook pretty quickly, grab the salad, and that's, you know, it'll be it. But uh, right now, I'm tasting, uh, you know, uh, good foods and just changing, you know, changing up a few things. And I find it really is uh, relaxing with, uh, with music in the background. I'm like, I don't, I don't take time to do that. So, uh, but again, the first week was depressing. And now 
um, I had to write down, I would love to do this. And I have a list, you know, I write stuff down and they, hey, tomorrow, here's what I'm going to do. And uh, it's helping me, really. Um, at the same time, I'm saying that the first week was very depressing. And now I'm, you know, obviously everybody is kind of used to it. Uh, one big recommendation is do not get used to this situation. You know, if, uh, or Friday, if tomorrow morning the prime minister says, Monday we're opening, I hope everybody's ready with the energy level, you know, because, uh, <laughs> you know, that's a tough one. You, we need to really go um, uh, with, with, with our schedules and, you know, writing down what we're doing. So, yeah, on my rest days, that's what I do. Stretch, mobility, cook, take time to cook a bit more, and then, and then read it. Read it. I think that's what a lot of people are trying to do, but I think a good point is, you know, yeah. You, you have to write those things down. You have to remind yourself because if you just wake up and you're like, oh, I'll do this today or I'll do that today, it doesn't happen. I have notes like everywhere. And, and I agree with you. I think a good point is we, we have to kind of adjust. We have to adapt to this, but we also mm -hmm. shouldn't get comfortable in it. And, you know, I, I'm, my goal is, hey, if I can leave this, when this ends, whenever that is, feeling like I bettered myself somewhere, you know, maybe it's not, Typically, we only measure that by fitness. But if it's, you know, I read this book or, I, you know, maybe you've created something or you've learned to cook. Those are all great things. What's, what's one documentary I should watch on World War? I'm, so one of the things similar to you is I'm trying to learn a little more about history during this time. I've got a great YouTube channel that I found that kind of does like 10-minute interesting cuts on different topics. But what's one documentary you'd recommend on Netflix? So um, last night I watched, uh, it's actually, it was a movie. Uh, it was a movie, not a documentary that I watched last night. And it was, it's not, those are not known movies very much. I, I mean, I don't think they're big pictures movies, uh, but they're worth watching because they are reminding us uh, of human values. I, I find that World War II was a big lesson for the entire world. Uh, with values and yesterday night I watched it I watched it in original language it was tough because it's in Spanish um, it was the uh, photographer of uh, Mauthausen which is a uh, concentric concentration, um, concentration camp sorry uh, and uh, it's about this photographer a uh, German soldier who's taking pictures of prisoners and he's helped by um, this Spanish prisoner um, and it's a true story. You know, those are the rare pictures of concentration camps. And, uh, you know, it, it teaches you about human values. It teaches you about uh, what human is capable of and in a very negative way and a very positive way. And you can relate, you know, like, um, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, I relate a lot. Like, it, it, it really touched my family close. And so, uh, you know, um, it, these kind of movies rather than watching you know I love those Rambo movies and I love those you know like crazy funny like you know it's cool but um but you know the, those movies where you're you're back into history and reminds you that we're very lucky with what we have right now you know like uh, uh my girlfriend's with me and I'm like you know I was telling her She's from France. I'm from Belgium. We both live here. Uh, and she's like, you know, we're very lucky to speak English and French. Um, and we're very lucky. I mean, I wouldn't mind speaking, obviously, German if the values were very good from uh, different from back then. But realizing how life can have a massive turn uh, with with events that happen to to the humanity and so right now we're going through something and a lot of people are saying you know there's going to be a before and there's going to be an after of this virus uh, i agree yeah for sure you know? so and a lot of people are also saying you know it's like it's going to be an opportunity to reset yourself and uh, you know go back to uh, a better yourself okay good where do you start <laughs> how do you do so you know like as a business owner like the pressure is big like how do you get your business to run better after? How do you change your uh, human interaction? Like CrossFit is not, again, like uh, you've heard that, like it's not about thrusters and pull-ups, it's about uh, interaction between humans. And 
you know, how do you better that? Like it's, I mean, how do you teach this? Um, and as a head coach, how do you, how do you do that to your team? Um, knowing that everybody's coping with this differently. So uh, all these, all these things uh, remind me that, you know, it teaches me on, uh, it, it helps me reflect on, on who I am, what I do in, in, in this world, in my small niche, in my small community. And uh, again, I use World War II uh, to, um, to learn from that. So uh, those are rough movies though. Like you, you, you might end up with tears, but uh, those are like, uh, you know, uh, those are tears that are, you know, to me essential to, uh, you know, <laughs> might sound weird, but like, you know, it's a history is a very important thing. And, uh, uh, you know, we're learn we're, I'm learning a lot through that and uh, trying to bring that in my real life right now. Like, you know, okay, uh, human interaction, what's going on, you know? Um, and I was, you know, after watching one of those uh, movies, uh, um, I was talking with my girlfriend, we were cooking and uh, I was telling her, you know, I saw discrimination, you know, about with COVID-19, with, with Asians. And, and, and Chinese people in, in Canada or in the US. I'm like, how is this possible? Like, I mean, what have they done? <laughs> it's like, let's help them, you know? It's like, uh, and then there's, a, it, it's tough to slow down negativity right now. But that's, that's what I, I, you know, I, I learned from this, you know, and that's how I educate, try to, try to educate myself a little more and be like, okay, well, what we really, what would I really do if it was just the right thing to do? Integrity, you know, what would it, what would it be? And, um, yeah, I translate that in my real, uh, in, in my everyday life, you know, especially, uh, you know, at, at the gym, how do I, how do I bring this back together? You know, when we reopen, do I assume everybody's going to come back? How do I, how do I talk to my coaches? How do I hear them about what they want to do? Um, you know, what is what are some of those things that you've talked about with your coaching staff or, you know, with other, you know, boxes around, what are your expectations? You know, say the government is accurate and early to mid-May you can open back up. What are some of the changes you envision making at CrossFit YUL? So we've, I've got two, uh, two big topics right now that I'm uh, really focusing on and they, they, uh, they keep me up at night. It's a challenge. Um, so we have a concept at what you will, where we do clinics. We call them clinics. You know, like I have a coach who does a bit more of a functional bodybuilding type of workouts, like, you know, tempo workout, breathing. And uh, coaches have the opportunity to do that and promote it with our members. And uh, we have a fee for this, and it's an extra fee. Uh, and the coach makes a bit more money for this. So his salary is better. Um, however, it's, it's very tough to bring this to all of our members because some of the coaches are only available at certain times. And so, uh, what we're trying to do, what I'm trying to do is to have this available for all coaches and all members, which is a challenge in terms of knowledge because all the coaches have different type of, uh, they come from different backgrounds. And so I have to bring all the coaching staff together. That is a, uh, um, my staff is really supportive of one another. We're really a, a super team honestly like a, we're probably the best team in northeast <laughs> you know probably but uh and you know uh, uh you know one of your colleagues you now Val Boileau uh maybe you've met her she's on staff just recently uh and so we are working all together to try to bring those clinics to all of our members and it's a challenge when we're going to be reopening what clinic do we do because we have so many so many topics that we want to talk about that's number one number two is we made a mistake in 2011 you know Reebok came on board and Reebok's energy was let's make it big let's make it the biggest let's let's go with the biggest rig the most rowers the most the, you know 12,000 almost 13,000 square feet gym let's do it you know so, so it's a massive gym it's a big big gym we need, and, and when we opened, it was like, all right, we need to offer the best service ever and be the greatest and show that Reebok is friendly with everybody, which I think is awesome. But I was too young. You know, I was too young. So I'm still learning for, for the, the business. I mean, I'm a CrossFitter and I've always been a CrossFitter and I made sure that Reebok wouldn't tell me what to do. I love Reebok. It's awesome. But I don't want them to tell me what to do or sell shoes. That was 
perfect, uh, perfectly clear. But the service we were offering was, all right, let's open 10 hours a day, right off. And uh, we had no members. And so when we opened, obviously, we were very popular. So members came in, but you know, a lot, you know. Uh, we're not the million dollar gym, <laughs> but uh, uh, close to be. Like, you know, we were a lot of members. Um, and now I'm like, okay, well, what is CrossFit really? CrossFit is really the energy of a class, you know, a class of two or three people compared to a class of, you know, 24 people and, and, and multiple coaches on, on, on the floor are not the same. How do you duplicate that same energy? So we, now the challenge is revamping the schedule. Um, does that mean we need to remove classes, add different types of classes? So those are the challenges I'm going through right now and that I'm trying to make. I, I don't believe in the, in the saying that says, you know, you can't make everybody happy. I think you can't make everybody 100% happy, but you can, you can have some impact into their happiness. So if I can give a 1% happiness at all of my members, I'm happy. But thinking that I can't do, uh, I can't make everyone happy is wrong because uh, then I'm gonna take a decision where I know it's going to be uh, not the right one for some of my members. I can't accept some of my members to be sad or upset or mad, I can't. So the challenge is to find, you know, what's the right, What's the right target here? Like, how am I going to touch everybody at least 1% positive? And so that's, you know, I'm with everybody, literally. It's, uh, my phone is buzzing. It's like, it's for, for the first time, uh, iPhone, I could see, is, uh, is like, a, this thing is warm at night, you know? <laughs> you know, so, um, but, you know, I chose to be in this situation, you know? So, uh, but, you know, I well, I think, I think a lot of what you're saying and for box owners, if they're listening, similar to, you know, the members, you know, members were talking about, hey, use this as an opportunity to better yourself, better your life, focus on some things. I mean, we all claim to be too busy, you know, so whether it's <clears throat> reading, cooking, watching documentaries, now's the time. But also for box owners, it's almost like that time to reboot, right? It's almost like that time to say, hey, I'm going to focus on a few things that typically, you know, go on the back burner, but now we can do that and I can work to make everybody happy. You know, we're almost a 10 year affiliate, almost. And um, I've heard it many times from uh, box owners. They were like, dude, if I had to reopen my gym, I wouldn't do it this way. I would do it that way. I've learned so much. Cool, now is the time, let's do it. Like, you know, if you, if you really say so, you know, go ahead. Just revamp the whole thing. Don't be afraid. And uh, like, what would be your perfect gym? Like, really, what is what is it that you were struggling with before uh, this virus came on? You know, it was like, what well, what is it that you would change and better? Is it your your system to manage members? Is it the way you you handle staff meeting? Is it uh, uh, you know one thing about staff meeting? Uh, you 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 know. Uh, I, I, good friend of yours, uh, Austin Maliolo. Back in 2014, when I did my internship and I was uh, with him and uh, James Hobart and all the gang in, you know, in um, Reebok One, um, I was very impressed to hear that Austin would wake up very early to send a message to his coaches under the, the form of the video. Uh, or at night, would stay up at night and just answer an email and send a, uh, you know, a meeting to his coaches. And I was like, why? Why is this guy doing this? And, and I never thought it would be so important for me to do the same thing, you know? Uh, but he understood it back in 2014, 2015. And now I'm like, okay, well, wait a second. Uh, I thought he was doing this because he was important at Reebok and because he had so many members and, you know, like uh, I would hear stuff such as 6.30 uh, a.m. class with uh, so many, you know, uh, employees going. I'm like, what? how? Like, we don't have that. We have eight people at 6 a.m. I don't need to do a staff meeting. But I found out that these staff meetings were actually going to uh, be very, very, very important. And we, I started speak with i you know got closer to my coaches got closer with staff meeting and 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 stuff that we could do even you know uh on a on a on a 
live video on a FaceTime call if you couldn't see them. Um, and we went from eight members to 10, to 12, to 14. And so now stuff that I couldn't quantify back then are now better. So I focus on that as well. I mean, you know, when we're going to come back, what is, I challenge any of the box owners to write down during this COVID-19, to write down their protocols of action in their gym. If you didn't write it down yet, dude, do it. I mean, how do you sign up a member? Write it down on a piece of paper. How do you start a class? Write it down on a piece of paper. Um, everything. How do you use your gym? How do you clean it? How do you, you know, how do you speak to a new member? How do you manage that? Everything, every protocol needs to be written down. Um, it's a homework. It's something that might be, uh, dude, I don't really want to do that. It's a bit, you know, I don't like, I don't need to do it anyway. Just take 15 minutes to 20 minutes a day. Do it like, do it like you would work on your, your weaknesses. If you don't like burpees, perfect. Just, just give me a few every day. Just give me, I'm not asking for you to write all the protocols in one morning, but start with one. Start with the easy protocol. You know, how do you open up your gym? Write it down. You don't think it's necessary? It's very necessary. And uh, uh, Canada is a market that has always been behind the United States or some states in the United States. We're, we're very close, but for this, I think we are behind. And, and, and you could, we start to see that, you know, uh, gyms are very successful because they do so. Like, you know, I was talking to uh, PT again and at NCR and to Paul and uh, I mean, to Paul and Pete, uh, they do that and they're very successful. And, and uh, uh, you know, we need to look up to people like that and 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 by doing that well then uh, uh your gym is going to be the best gym ever you know what would you do if you had to reopen your gym 10 years ago with what you know today do that oh, yeah i mean <laughs> i think you're absolutely right you know obviously for box owners right now they need to be hosting some of those online classes and they need to be reaching out to members just like you're doing but they also need to be focusing on what they're going to do when the box reopens because inevitably, you know, hopefully that's what's going to come next. And yeah, all these things that we avoid because we're too busy. Yeah. If you could show back up at the box with a book, you know, or at least a couple of Google docs of system protocols and here's how you open, here's how you close. Here's what cleaning looks like. Here's, you know, how you update, the, our member processing system, everything. And then it just hands off. I, you know, if I were doing it right now, I would do it. I would probably give it to one of my coaches and say, you know, obviously you can't maybe put it into practice, but I'd say, Hey, does this look, am I missing a step? You know, get people to check it out. It's a great, great idea. So like, like, like me, we're kind of on hold for seminars. You, translate for the seminar staff right now what what has that experience been like for you oh okay so that, that's the um it's probably it's it's one of the greatest opportunity i've got you know it sounds cliche but it's one of the greatest opportunity because um i used to really envy um, all these guys upstate New York and Northeast, uh, you know, like Spencer and all these guys. When, when we opened, they would come to YUL to give level ones and level two. And I would be like, wow, the camaraderie and the, the, the team that they have is how, how do they do so? And they don't, they're not even in the same gym. And then with Machin du Black here in Quebec, uh, he's a full master. Well, he managed to do so, the same thing. So the Canadian crew is... Uh, truly incredible people, They're incredible people. And I'm lucky to just be on board with them to translate. So uh, HQ, I sent my um, uh, resume and I said, hey, you know what, you know, I'm not on staff. I did the internship. Uh, you might not need a guy right now. They're looking for girls more, um, but I could translate. My main language is France, uh, French, so from France, sorry, and Belgium. And uh, I could totally do that. And so um, it's, been, it's been a really awesome pleasure. You know, like uh, translating is not easy. Translating, you've got to be transmitting the exact same emotion that the, the coach, the red shirt is saying. And, you know, I've, I've caught myself a few times. I hear Pete, Pete Shaw, 
uh, talking about programming, that's the best translation we have. Like it's our best gig I find when he does the programming lecture and uh, he's gonna be joking. You know, people are really listening a lot. And so they're like trying to understand exactly what programming means, but he brings it with some jokes and some, you know, cool stuff to make people realize that it's not complex. You just need to understand. And so I have to catch up on him and do the same joke, but in French. And uh, to not, you know, otherwise the other attendees that are only speaking French are like, okay, why are the English people laughing? And why are, you know, what's the joke? And so I've got to, it's, a, it's fun. It's fun because uh, uh, I'm very tired after, at the end of the weekend. Your brain is, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, I, feel, I feel extremely lucky to be, to be able to do that. Now is a bit less gigs, obviously, because uh, they all speak French and English. But they have that French that is from Quebec, which is, uh, uh, to me, to me, not to all Quebecers, to me is a slang. It's like, a, you know, it, it's like if you're from England and you hear American, you know, the English from America, it's not the same, not the same. So sometimes it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's funny. So um, I, like, I like to be with these guys. It's, a, it's an opportunity and it, it gets us closer. That's how I'm good friends with... Uh, with the guys in NCR, that's how I know, uh, you know, obviously uh, Jason McDonald as well, you know, from West. Uh, yeah, it's, it's super cool. I mean, it, it, seeing how CrossFit is growing like this is, uh, is awesome to see. So do you still have that goal of getting on staff in a complete red shirt capacity at some, some point? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I know you mentioned you're studying for the your way I three. approach it is, you know, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. So right now the challenge is uh, anybody who wants to apply, you know, obviously there needs to be a spot. You also don't just apply to a job. CrossFit, being on staff to me is not just a job. Like it's not something you apply just because you're jobless and you want to have a job. No, you, no, 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 no. You've got to be this special human being. You've got to be this, you've got to have it. Like if you don't like, and you don't just, you have to be like Mathieu says, Matt, he says, you've got to be a ruby. You've got to be a precious thing. Like you have to be that diamond that we need to really see that spark come up. It's not about your Instagram following. It's not about uh, your snatch or your back squat. It's about how can you relate to every single human being you're going to crack with. And so that is, uh, you know, more than... Other, any other field, I find that the staff, the red shirt, requires that. So I understood that only in 2015. And uh, so I've been working on that. Like, it's tough. Like, I was a, a person that used to be shy, you know, so you can't be shy. And uh, when Austin told me, you have to talk louder, I was literally shaking when he told me this. I'm like, man, dude, like, I mean, louder. Uh, how, you're asking me to go against my biggest fear. So yeah, I'm still, I'm still uh, planning on becoming a red shirt. At the same time, I also became very good friends with all the guys in Canada. And um, I need to be sure that, you know, we all have a job. Like, you know, like you have uh, Paul, I have Pete, I have Benoit, I have Matt, I have, that's only East. Imagine there's guys on the West. I mean, uh, we have one girl. You know, Valerie is one girl, so uh, I'm not a girl. So, you know, I'm a guy. So, you know, right now I know for a fact they don't need a, they don't need a guy. But you know, if I can work on being a bit more ex exceptional and you know, be useful for HQ, um, this is something. It's it's my it's my future. I mean, it's a, it's natural. It's not even something I need to think about. It's just it's 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 the, the normal step of my career right now. So I was talking to uh, HQ actually last week. I was lucky enough that someone from HQ uh, called me, Paula, uh, from the affiliates. And, um, you know, like being on staff is one thing, but also helping affiliate owners is, is the other thing. And uh, um, whatever it is that will make CrossFit evolve, I totally am on board with it. That it's on staff, that it's with translating that it's with communication from HQ to uh, Quebecers that are speaking only French, anything is going to be uh, something that, you know, it's not a job. 
It's, it's not a job. If, 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 if you call it a job, you'll, you'll quit after a month. You know? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And not only that, we've seen plenty of interns come and go that are doing it for those reasons. And, they're, they're, yeah. you know, ultimately, it's the first thing we pick up on. And they don't typically go very far after that. No. no. Well, so uh, it's important to realize that right before. All right, Mike. I've got other podcast interviews I have to get to as crazy as it is being quarantined you know I, fi I find that I'm making my day super busy but I'm looking forward to checking out some history documentaries like you mentioned for, for those that want to check you out Mike to see you more of your story or to check out the box where can they go on social media the internet etc so the number one is uh, at Reebok CrossFit YUL. It's uh, it's uh, it's on Instagram, and then you've got at Mike the Bulver. Uh, and when usually you follow people on Instagram, what's cool about it is, and what I recommend, is that when you click on my name to hit follow, it suggests who you should follow after, and uh, look up for my staff. I think they're the greatest. Uh, so uh, look up for my staff. We're six. Look up for uh, for the other five. Uh, there, some are very known and some are uh, less known, but worth to get to know. And uh, uh, they're very open in chatting and, and advising and giving tips about coaching and uh, how to manage anything in, in classes. They're awesome. So don't just follow me if it's to follow me. Just look up for my staff as well. Well, that's great, Mike. And I'm hoping that everybody does that. It's been an honor, pleasure talking to you to become a you know, hopefully one day we'll be more than just satellite friends, you know? For sure. I'm, uh, I'm going to be looking for uh, that uh, best hour of the day shirt that I need to buy from you. I need to... Uh, oh, we'll get let, it, yeah. Let me know how, where I can get it. It's sold <laughs> out. It's sold out, Mike. But uh, we'll, we'll get you one right. once it goes back on again. All right, well, have a great rest Wonderful. of your day. <laughs> Enjoy your quarantine. You know, do 80% of the things you like, but make sure you do those 20% and uh, hopefully enjoy a, a nice meal and movie with your girlfriend tonight. Thank you very much. All right, Mike. Good talking to you. See you, Jay. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with Best Hour of Their Day. When it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback, we are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback, and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.